we were speaking last time about Teresh Abalpeh, and we um, explained the concept of Bezna Gadol, the way it's written in the Chumash, and so on. There is a, um, the, a question asked is, can the Bezna Gadol make a mistake? So the answer to that is twofold. First of all, technically, legally, they can't, they cannot make a mistake. Um, and the Chinuch says it best in Ayin Ches, in, in Mitzvah Ayin Ches. He says it in the Mitzvah Ram Lahatos, that even if the Bezden HaGadol makes a mistake, since we're doing what we ought to be doing, Daveri says it's on their heads, not in our heads. In other words, um, and he says this is evidenced by that it's their karma, not our karma. So, on the technical level, if a person did what the Beznagal told him to do, even if Beznagal was wrong, the person did not commit an error. He did what was right. And uh, Bezdin and Beznagal had their own passion. So, the Chinuch se- seems to be saying the following. A. Bezdin can make a, an error um, and that's why there is a pash of Helam Dabba when they realized they were in error. It is not a halachic error because if we do as the way they've told us to do, then we are um, doing right and that is our, and, and that's our obligation. There's another place where either Ramban or the Chinuch, I don't remember offhand now, says, he says this, and, they all, and they, both Ramban and the Chinuch constantly speak about the chshivas of this mitzvah, because without this mitzvah, Torah would become shambles. Every single person would decide whatever he wants to decide, and you would end up with a thousand Torahs. So this is the most vital part of preservation of Torah. They also say that there is a haftacha, there is an understanding that a Kaddish Baruch Hu does a siyat adishmaya, and a kim and that a Kaddish Baruch Hu will not let them err. But it's very important to separate the two issues. One is, in a dry halachic sense, we don't, it's not the rule HaKodesh and anything like that. On a deeper sense, we have a trust and a faith that since HaKadosh Baruch Hu put the navigation of Klal Yisrael's Torah in their hands, it will be okay. Yes? Just for clarification, Rebbe said this is, this is the most important mitzvah. Rebbe is referring to... In terms of preservation of Torah, this is crucial. The, the mitzvah of listening to the Bezna Gadol, uh-huh. no matter what. Okay. Um, the evidence of the chesivas of such a mitzvah is in the famous Mishnah of Rabbi Shur and Gamliel, where he told him to come on Yom Kippur, um, you know, on the day that Hitler was in Kippur, he should come to Makkah with Armilo. He did it, and he told him that y- you're my Talmud in terms of accepting, but you're my Rebbe in terms of teaching me what's right. In other words, the chesivas of accepting the Das Harov and the Rabbim is an extraordinarily chashev mitzvah in terms of keeping the Torah, and that's why the, the halach is so chomer about somebody, um, if uh, somebody rules not like that, Zatim Mamre, etc. Fine, so that is Bezna Gadol and Tarsh There's a big problem at this junction. The picture's good. My Tribana came down 
from Sinai, he brought a Torah Shabbat with a Torah Shabbat and a system for deciding the laws. There was a Beznagodl, Beznagodl would sit and deliberate and decide, and they would remember all that was forgotten, and would use um, all sorts of drushes uh, to learn new halachas, and would make takanas, and this is fine and good. That ended um, somewhere in the, um, towards the end of Bayesheni, some, some, at some point before Chorben uh, Bayesheni, um, it, it said they stopped passing 40 years before. Whatever it is, it, it ended before that time. What we have today that we call and refer to as Torah Shabbat is the Mishnah and most important, the Gemara. Um, the Bavli, Talmud Bavli is for us, when we talk about Torah Shabbat we're using a synonym for Talmud Bavli. Talmud Bavli was made quite a while after there ever was a Bezna Gadol in, um, in Kalayasol. Where's that coming from? Um, why is Talmud Bavli binding? Why is it that we have to keep the mitzvahs in Talmud Bavli, which for us, anybody who's covenant Talmud Bavli is covenant Tershul Apeh. This is Tershul Apeh for us. And uh, what's, where's that coming from? Uh, we also would like to explore at some point, what could the Tanayim Aram do? All those drushes in Chazal, could they actually sit in dash and drushes? Or those drushes just restricted to Bezna Gadol? Um, that's really the most crucial piece of um, the Hashkafa or um, Emuna in, in Torah because for us it's the same thing. Take the Gemara away, we'd all be very happy with the Bethlehem because Bethlehem hasn't existed in 2000 years and we'd be very fine with that. So we're going to try to work out an understanding of why it is binding on us. A word of caution before we, we, we discuss it. Um, there is an almost um, vicious cycle in it because uh, let's say the Gemara is going to tell us that the Gemara is binding so someone will come along and say well that's begging the question the Gemara is telling us that the Gemara is binding but who says the Gemara is binding um, you know we'll, we'll learn Pshatim, Rishonim, Achronim and we can always play the devil's advocate and say well but who says that that's binding. Vesna Gadol is pretty much um, anchored in the Torah, and we've seen that it's in Forsha Parsha, and it's and it's not something that is easy to uh, an honest, open look at it, it. It anchors it very firmly. But here we're stuck. Here we have a whole crucial and critical chelik of the puzzle that really is going to have to prove itself from within, which is a very, very difficult task. So, there is obviously, let's, let's start with the bottom, there is no way I could draw the line automatically from before to here. Uh, there's nothing I could say, uh, you know, I don't have a Pasuk in the Torah, I don't have any rulings of the Beznagodl extant today that would tell me Beznagodl said, okay, from now on it's going to be Babli or Shalmi. None of that exists. Um, but the flip side is, uh, if it, it w- we're, we're starting with the point that we are Yidin Shavatari Mitzvahs. What we're trying to do is get a sense of what is it that we believe in. And there might be many ways of putting it together, but there has to be an honest way to put all the pieces in. Somebody finds a, a Gemara here, a snippet there, a, a Shuvah the other place, 
That's not, it's a sugya. It's a sugya g'doyla v'chamura admoid. And if a person put together pieces, so it's a credible stance. But if a person just says, well, who says the Chum would say, would say this, says that, and the other one person says, no, I don't hold like that. So, so that's not a serious debate. It's not a serious issue. Also, and I guess in a very, very big picture, if we believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Torah to the world, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to keep the Torah, because that's very important, and those are the highest moral obligations on a person, to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed the system of us having a firm idea what that Torah is, it's basically like destroying the Torah. Now, if a person has a conviction that there is a God, and there is, uh, uh, um, and there is a moral will in the world, that Kodesh Baruch Hu wants things to be, and so on, then we are going to have to say that there does exist a Mahalach. Bec- that even today, 2,000 years after Bezna Gadol, w- we have a firm idea what those mitzvahs are. If we were to wipe away all of those the <coughs> millennium of, of uh, after the after the Bezna Gadol, we basically have no Torah. For practical purposes, it's Isha Yashabin of Yasser, and nothing is binding. Uh, I'd say Los Signal means only from uh, poor people. I'd say Los only means people that I like, um, old people that are annoying and, and babies that are deformed. You know, there's no end to interpretation. So, so if we really want to feel that there's a body of halacha that's binding in a, in, a, in a concrete way where I have things that I can't move, those things, we're going to have to lay those things in place. And for us, since Talmud Babli is the only really firm anchor, it's going to have to be in Talmud Babli. Okay, so first of all, who discusses these things? Where can you find um, some of those points? And remember, once again, this is a sugi that, that's been dealt with peripherally, and therefore putting it together is difficult. But Marimakomas are as follows. The Rambam in his Akdama to Mishnah which we're going to see, is an, a firm anchor. There's a Gemara Bab Metziah Peivav that has a line or two that's important. The Rambam in the Sefer Mitzvahs, the first mitzvah is, the, well, not first, it's the first Shoresh, where he discusses which mitzvahs he does include, which he doesn't explain, he doesn't include Rabbanans, there is much talk in the Nosekelem, in the Ramban, and in the um, in the Ramban and in the uh, Marganisa Tavla, especially that deal with that with those issues about which halakim of Rabbanans stay and so on. It it, it deals there, there there are pieces there in in, in those Rishonim that are important. There is also Rebbe Chorin has called the Kunchistive Sofrim, where he talks about Dinid Rabbana in general. It's in Chelek Bays of Kochurim. And he has a Perik there that deals with this issue. Chazanish, in quite a few places, in his letters, uh, does deal with it. This is the type of thing. The Chazanish's writings, especially in his letters, are remarkable. They're very difficult because he never, he, he, uh, many of the times he does not bother to write the Shaka Bataria. In other words, what other people think, where he's differing, why it's different, how different. He writes it in a very, very sweeping way in his beautiful uh, um, prose, and you really have to sit in each piece and say, hey, take a look what he's saying, where's it coming from? He ar- argues on a point where Rukhana, Rukhana explains, he's not arguing. Those are the people that we have, those are the pretty much the, the young we have. 
that the case of Mishnah someplace and, and, and so on. Um, but there's one more piece besides the Gemara. The concept of a, of, of a place having an authority, that a Rav in a town, a Rebbe of a person, um, a, a, the, 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 the fact that it's binding, uh, that Psak is binding on the person, is something that is going to be um, very important to understand when, if, and how. And obviously this is going to come from the Gemara. So, but, but, um, but understanding what, uh, what's the framework of the Asra of, of Rabbi Yossi they did this, and Basra Rabbi Yossi did this, that whole concept of a Mokom and a Rav and so on will fall into that category as Bizman So we're missing two very big pieces to make it relevant to us. First of all, um, w- that whole sense of the Talmud and the Gemara, um, wh- where did that come in? How do we understand it in, to be binding Mikoah what? Secondly, from the end of Gemara till today, uh, can we freely argue on anybody we want? Can everybody do the way, can everybody take out a Gemara and pass what he wants to or not? Um, those are things that we need to get some sense of direction. Let's start with the Rambam. Um, well, first let's maybe read the one line in Gemara about Metzia. We get about Metzia here. Um, it's, a, it's a short line. And get safe, I'm out of the Rambam. Sorry, I had the wrong feeling. Yeah. 